This is an oral history of the Lord's move at Gonzaga University in the late 1970s. It's a story of what can happen when a group of young men are captured by the enjoyment of their human spirit and the truth of the ground of the church. The following is a closing testimony from Brother Scott Finney on his years serving the Lord after college as a job-dropping full-timer and Eastern Washington University professor. Eventually, I was loving the church life and uh, going to every conference possible. Actually, my first conference was in the summer of 78, I think it was, 77 maybe. And I heard that Brother Lee was giving a conference in Anaheim. And I didn't know anybody in Anaheim. And I was in, uh, was in uh, Oakland. And I said, hey, they got this address on the back of this life study. And I hear that his house is next door. So I think I'll go down to Anaheim, knock on his door, and stay the weekend with some things in the park and then I came back and knocked again because I wanted to stay with him uh, for the conference and uh, the brothers realized who's this 19 year old going to this bro to brother Lee's house over and over so eventually they came and got him brothers in Fullerton actually mm -hmm. and uh, they said why don't you stay with us it looks like brother Lee won't be here so on anyway, I, never, I never got to stay with brother Lee <laughs> Eventually, after about five years uh, of corporate America, I realized as a regional manager, I was overseeing uh, 13 Western states and all this stuff doing this now. And I realized this was this was, this is like a penalty to have to go to work. And actually, as I worked my way up, yeah, I was being punished. Uh, and, and as I exactly, you know, being in college and speaking all the time, now all of a sudden I got to go somewhere from eight to five. So for my first job on, I told the Lord, I want a baby. If I can't have a baby, I quit working. I must have a baby. <laughs> I felt like well, I don't have a baby at work. What in the world am I doing at work? I'm rotting away with the diamond of the universe inside me, and there's no babies. So the Lord did give me a, a baby. <laughs> so brothers, ask the Lord to make you pregnant, and he will. <laughs> Just insist on it. If you insist, you watch what he does. You watch what he does. That gave meaning to my being in the work life. You know. wow. And then at a certain point, it was clear that Bradley had just began to share a little bit about full time. And it was clear that I should go that way. And the brothers, you know, I had a lot of fellowship with the brothers. And they all felt quite good that I, that I should do that. So I went in and told the main guy, who just told me this a week or before. He says, hey, the vice president of American Express has heard about you. And if you're willing to move every three or four years, we'll buy you the house, we'll do this and that, but we want you to da da da. And you know, I looked at him and I said, I, I, I have some news for you. And because uh, he was trying to sign me up to do this, do this position. Mm -hmm. And, I, and I, I told him, you know, I, I, I have a soul 
and it belongs to Jesus Christ, my Redeemer. It doesn't belong to me. And because of that, Amen. I really, really have to quit this very day and give Jesus to people because uh, he's so rich. I have to give him away to people. He looked at me, and I thought he was going to be real upset because he's a real bossy kind of guy. He looked at me and he said, I wished when I was your age, I did what you're doing. Yeah. Wow. What, you, what you just said is, I, I wished I had done that mm. for sure. He said, you have my full blessing. I just wished I could have done the same thing. Mm. It just blew me away. You know how Satan tells you what it's going to be like. This guy was like a little baby. Almost, we almost crying instead, instead of me crying, he was crying. About me. It was really something. So I left the job and uh, that's when Brother Lee first started the FTTA training. He opened it up. He had been in Taipei for two years. and So in 86, he had opened a 40-day rotation for the elders. So I went there for 40 days. And I realized this, this is what I'm made for. And for the next seven or eight years, I just, I just door knocked throughout all of Spokane. I went to many places around the country, sometimes overseas. I usually from about, oh, from about 7.30 to 9.30, I'd get into the truth. And then from 10 to about 5 o'clock every day, I just grabbed two sisters and viewers just went door knocking. And it was the greatest joy on earth to go door to door. Every 20 doors, you're going to get inside. And every other time you get inside, someone will call on the Lord. That was the average. So all you do is just show up, be filled up, and let the door knocking work. It was really quite something. And I've I, I got to tell you, brothers, it was uh, the greatest joy on earth for me to, to do that. And I wish there had been an FTTA. I would have went twice. <laughs> I would have gone a second time under a different name. <laughs> so if anybody's thinking about FTTA, you, you, better, you better go at least once. <laughs> Don't tell me you're not going to go at least once. I just wish there had been that. But, I, you know, I did some self-study. I, I got out all of the, the green uh, life studies of uh, the New Testament and made up a schedule. And I was able to read through all of them in one year. Sometimes I had to read 10 life studies in one day, sometimes 12, other times 3 or 4. But that was just part of my surveying uh, the life studies. We grew up on the ministry. We loved the ministry. And every, every book, brothers and sisters, brothers, is really true. Those books should be uh, kind of uh, intimate to you. And really, there should be certain books that you could say, that's where I had that term. But that's where I mm -hmm. met the Lord there. That's where the wind blew and, and the cloud really. The, the, every, the book really should cause you to have an intimate private history. Uh, when I think of Love Not the World, the breaking of uh, the release of the Spirit, breaking of the outer man for the release of the Spirit, the knowledge of life, the common God. When I think about those books, I can see certain chapters and I can remember certain chapters in my experience right. coming to the Lord and on my knees with the Lord, opening to the Lord. The books really are our salvation. Uh, and there are there are intimate way of knowing the Lord. I mean, there's nothing like, I mean, sit, well, how many have read Sit, Walk, Stand? Anybody read that by Watchmen? Yeah. You can't be the same after you. Uh, you. You need a new name after you. I mean, what kind of experience does he talk about there? And sit, walk, and stand, that kind of thing. Or Christ, the sum of all spiritual things. All those books. So to, to get that into me, I, I spent my life doing that, even while I was working or, or whatever else. But then when I was full-time, I just dived in head first. But I didn't have what you all have available now. But it, it, it's, it was quite an experience uh, being on campus uh, and sharing the gospel. And, and now, I went back to school eventually after uh, full time. I realized when I was on campus, people used to say, hey, what are you doing here on campus? And I'd say, well, I'm a uh, pastor. 
And they go, what do you mean? Pastor? I said, no, pasture. <laughs> you want to do a little grazing or what? And so eventually I realized I need to get a degree and just be here. Right. So I, I went and got my master's. I kind of rushed it about a year and a half. And then as I was getting it, they said in American history, and they said, hey, you're pretty good at teaching. We can tell when you stand up and present. How about you teach here? So I've been teaching at Eastern Washington University since 1992. And then I went, five years later, I realized I had to get my PhD in to really get grounded. So I, I pushed that, I rushed that in about three years at Gonzaga and got a PhD in leadership studies in uh, civil rights history. And uh, so now I'm a permanent member of the community. And I told the Lord, I don't really want to spend my time on this, but you know, I feel whenever I do something, I do it all the way. And I'm not going to do it halfway, and I'm not going to uh, settle for anything less than the highest score, the highest grade. So I gave myself to the PhD, but deep down inside, I told the Lord, I'm going into this cave for a while for one reason. I want to be around young people. Amen. Yeah. I, I will live or die or breathe based on my being available to young people. Yeah. And so uh, the Lord honored me, and I got that degree. And so uh, now I have very large classes. I teach American history. I teach African-American history, and I teach history of Africa. And the classes are quite large because they found out that I enjoy teaching. <laughs> and uh, a lot of students just love to come in. And I tell them after that, the first day, I say, hi, don't call me professor, that's too stuffy. Don't call me doctor, that's too official. Call me Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, I treasure you. I'm here to nurture you. And your success is my success. And I believe it. You're my kids and I'm your dad. That's how I look at it. And, and that has opened up a whole kind of, because it's predominantly white campus. And oftentimes I'm the only African American teacher they've ever had in their life. And yet all of the ice is broken when I use that word big dad. <laughs> <laughs> then I uh, also tell them, I tell them on the first day, also I want you all to know I am 113% Christian. And uh, every now and then my Christian points of views will come out and you'll agree with me because I'm right. And you know, since 1992, since I've been doing that, I haven't once been brought up by administration wow. for being uh, too uh, Christian, wonderful. Or too much of a pulpit, and so on. You know, and I tell them right after that, I say, hey, whatever you believe, that's good. But I have to tell you the truth of what I believe. And I cannot lie to you that the African American experience is one of knowing God, seeking God and being deprived of it, they accept God. And I can tell you what my human life is like that mirrors that. And so I, I bring that out and I use the context. So I mention the things of the Lord throughout the history course. And I draw three circles on the board. I, it's, it's really something. And even now they have me come speak at Darwin Days, believe it or not. At Darwin Days, they have these cuckoo, cuckoo nuts get up there and say, Darwin is this, Darwin is that. And then I, I started off with this little tune here. <laughs>
take advantage of that setting, yeah. Praise the Lord. I, I could say this much based on what we've heard recently. May the Lord really cause all of the logos to become Raymond. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That we would have intimate, tender transactions with the Lord. Yes. It's, the, it's the freshly transacted Christ that draws people. Yeah, that's right. It gives off an aroma that you're not even aware of. It's how much we are in the reality of a freshly transacted Christ. That gives off an aroma, and you are the gospel. It's not even what you say, it's what you are. So all the fellowship that we receive from the dear brothers is surely to stir up within us a desire to settle for nothing less. Amen. Spiritual experiences of the wind and of cloud, right, and of the fire mm -hmm. really touching uh, our natural life, that mm -hmm. something of God could really come forth in the way of election. Amen. It, it's what makes us satisfied. I mean, that's why you all are here. I, I love the love that you all show toward the Lord. It just uh, encourages me. And I realize I'm, I'm right now, I'm 59 years old, and I plan to teach for 20 more years. And by then, I'll have a motorized wheelchair. <laughs> uh, but I tell you what, brothers, I may teach until the Lord comes back. Because uh, what else is there to do except yeah. to minister Christ? Amen. That's right. Uh, to walk on around the campus with a big syringe in your back pocket that no one can see, it's wonderful. Uh, to be able to dispense Christ in the people. It's the highest meaning of, of life. I, I'd rather not be anywhere doing anything and anything else except this one thing. To be in the church life and to see Christ increase intrinsically and see Christ Amen. increase extrinsically. Yes. Yeah. Amen. That's all we need. Yeah, there's nothing else worth living. No. And to me, sleep gets in the way. This has been Gonzaga, a story of the Lord's move. For more conferences, Q&Rs, testimonies, special fellowships, and recorded hymns, download the Joseph Storehouses app. Available on the App Store and Google Play. Joseph Storehouses. Media for your inner man.